This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another episode of the Voice of the Land podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold, and alongside me, as always, my brother, Nick Paulus, and our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup. We are partnered with Web Streaming Studio by LPV and NEO Sports Network. And of course, welcome all of our listeners all along the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Dot com network at 4 p.m. every single Saturday afternoon. Remember, you can always catch the podcast throughout the week on Google, Spotify, and Apple, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Voice of the Land Podcast for all of the full show and special video clips that we cut up after we record the podcast each week. Remember, reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at VTL underscore POD, at VTL underscore pod. We are on Facebook at Voice of the Land. You can follow Paulus at CLE underscore Paulus and myself at Kevin and Seven. Peter, if they want to find you on social media, how can they do so? Oh, geez. Just look up LPV Productions. That's right. probably the easiest yep. way to do it. There we so. go. LPV Productions on Facebook and all across the social media sites out there. You guys can follow there. We are here to talk sports and to give you a little entertainment throughout your week. We all know what's going on still in the world. We had our kind of our conversations last the week. The corona episode. The corona episode <laughs> last week. And hopefully everybody is staying safe out there. Anybody that is dealing with it, our, of course, our thoughts, our prayers are with you as well and with the whole nation, the whole world dealing with this crisis. But like I said, we are here to talk about sports in a socially distanced, <laughs> a socially distant studio here. We have our spacing. We have everything cleaned down. That's right. But we also want to try to make sure that we can still talk about sports with things going on in the world and take our minds and your minds off of what's going on, even if for a brief amount of time what's going on in the world today so today is our nfl free agency special we're going to dive into all the things going on with the browns and then a few storylines going on around the nfl and then some other kind of fun little things to close out the podcast before we get into everything though paulus how are you doing man uh hanging in there it's been it's been a weird sort of week. Obviously, mm. not being able to do much with ESPN or with my second uh, part time job there for us. Production has shut down there. Has so it? yeah, so it, it is unfortunate, but we're gonna make it through. You know, looking at a couple other job opportunities. You know, maybe some under the table sort of things. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll we'll <laughs> see what we can do. But um, yeah, right now it's just survive in advance and you know kind of go from there. Actually, had my one year review. I guess is probably the best way to put it mm. and uh, that went very well you know very happy about that you know i like the direction that we're going in uh over there at espn cleveland and really exciting things coming up in the future you know we'll we'll get it all figured out hopefully past some of the goals that i have in mind and mm-hmm. you know we're able to go from there but other than that it's i mean it's been a just a crazy crazy weird sort of week yeah how about with you it's been it's it's been weird. I mean, I'm still going to work and there was opportunities to kind of work from home, but there's okay. only you can only send so many people home because they got to order all of the equipment and everything to to work from home. So 
hopefully the next sec, kind of the second wave i kind of get to be a part of that um but everybody's kind of spread out you know i'm working in cubicles so you know it's kind of like a almost like a chess checkerboard so like <laughs> you got one over here and then like six feet up instead of having one across and one, one right in front right you got one diagonal from you and then of course just like the trying to keep everybody like in every other sort of do, 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 every do other sort of thing okay. and now with i know there are several people in my building that are part of the work from home crew that they selected this time so yeah. everything's going to be even more spaced out and just trying to keep everybody as safe as possible and you know we'll see kind of what decisions get made i know that new york has shut down san francisco i mean it's california as a state has shut down so i mean those things still might be coming we're still trying to work through all this but we're here i mean peter i know you you guys are at home with the kids and how is uh how is it one week in after at least the week of spring break, how is it one week in of having everybody at home there? You know, it's it's been okay. Um, I'm fortunate that my my day job we can work from home. I do it. You know, I've been able to do it throughout working there, so mm-hmm. it's not too bad. It is different because I, before I worked for the current my current company, I worked from home for like five or six years Mm -hmm. so i worked as a consultant for a couple for like general electric and i worked for a company based out of dallas and but my kids went to a sitter so it's like i was home but i was home it was me and the dog and the cat right so (laughs) it was a lot easier to work from home but right now you know i have an office that's kind of separated out in the house so it's not bad you know Mm. it's it's workable. Right. My wife is going a little bit crazy because she works for the school district, so she's at home too with them. And, you know, fortunately, right now she's still getting paid. We got to see. We don't know what you know the future is going to hold. Right. On the other hand, she also teaches for Southeastern Louisiana University, so she teaches online. So luckily, mm. that continues to you go have something on. Something going so, on there, yeah. right? So it's just kind of it's kind of crazy. I think she wishes that I could help more, but she understands that I'm actually working during yeah. the day. But it's you know we'll manage. It's uh, you know I know she's been sending me things for a bigger house. <laughs> she probably she probably wants some more space, you know, to to get away from me and the right, kids at, right. at times. So yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll make it work. So yeah, everybody's just kind of trying to trying to make it work right now. And those that are still working in the sports world is the NFL, and specifically here in Cleveland, we always talk about Cleveland sports. We try to bring a sense of reality to what is really going on to the Cleveland sports teams and the one that's active. The main team, the we are a football town. Of course, he's got his Baker Mania <laughs> That's headband right. back on, trying to spread those Browns vibes, those good vibes here on <laughs> the, the good podcast. Ones, right? Yeah. So very good vibes. Yes. Yeah, so those tuning in either on CahogaValleyRadio.com or to Google, you know, just where you can't see us, you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet. Do it. Do it, because then you can look at Paula's sporting that Baker, great baby. That, Baker Mania. Yeah, although he does kind of mush up his cake and put uh, nuggets. We'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get we'll to get, Oh, we'll get, don't you worry. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But so the Browns have been very active in free agency, which is almost, I don't want to say a shock, but kind of a little bit of a surprise from what people thought Andrew Berry was. People didn't know with him at the helm, was he going to follow the Sashi Brown model, that analytics model of kind of getting rid of all of the older contracts, kind of focusing more on building assets for the future mm-hmm. to add talent to this team. Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. Right. 
And there is a sense of that, but he's been very aggressive in free agency, specifically on the offensive side the first day of NFL tampering where they were able to sign tight end Alex uh, Austin Hooper, who used to play for the Atlanta Falcons, Jack Conklin, an offensive tackle, played for the Tennessee Titans, and the... Other the third one is escaping me at this time. Uh, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, right? Yeah. Yes. Backup. Backup, backup quarterback. Going to be a backup quarterback or signed to be a backup quarterback to kind of push Baker, but also help him in his growth. Someone that can kind of that understands this offense as well. Someone that was in Minnesota with Kevin Stefanski, who understands this and kind of can help the the growing curve of Baker Mayfield. So just initial thoughts. Paulus, on that first day of free agency, that focus on the offensive side of the ball and transitioning, we'll transition a little bit to the defense here in a little bit, but just their offensive approach, their free agents approach overall. So far, what the Browns have been doing, mm-hmm. it, it has been phenomenal. I will give you know the front office for the Browns an A+. As of right now, I mean, we're, what, a week into free agency there for us. I'm going to give them an A+, because they attacked every position that I was hoping them to get. Now, I thought Hooper was a little bit out of our range. I know that there were a lot of smoke, mm-hmm. a lot of smoke around Hooper and you know, oh the Browns are going to go after him. Ah, whatever. I, I didn't believe it. He's the first you know, he's the first guy that they pick up and they give him the biggest tight end contract of all time. 4 years, 44 million dollars, 11 million a year. And you're thinking like, wow, that's you know, they gave him a lot, but it's not like you're giving the, a quarterback the mm. highest you know of all time because you're looking at a hundred million dollar mm. difference uh, right there. Giving uh, Austin Hooper the biggest contract for a tight end of all time sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Whenever you take into account that Travis Kelsey is about to get paid next year, yeah. and so is George Kittle, and those guys are going to blow away this contract. Mm-hmm. So it was actually the smart thing to. Do do is is to lock him up to something along the lines of you know that forty four million dollars, and then Jack Conklin. That's the one that set me over the moon because I needed I needed tackles. That's that's mm-hmm. what we needed here uh, for for the Browns. We needed offensive linemen, especially that tackle spot. Now you move Chris Hubbard out of that starting tackle spot. And he would be a great sixth, you know, sixth lineman. Well, I know he can play guard too. I guess he can play everything. Yeah, he's the perfect, you know, jack of all trades. Mm. You know, and that's who you want is your like sixth guy. Uh, you know, they're just you know the backup rotational player. He's perfect for that. Conklin though on the right side is great. Mm. I love getting Case Keenum because it's not you're not getting someone that's just gonna sit there on the bench. You know, like uh. Like a Garrett Gilbert, you know, that right. just, just sits there and like he's happy to have a job. Case Keenum is going to be gunning for Baker. Now, I don't see it happening, obviously. Like, like Baker is way more talented. Mm-hmm. Keenum, you know, played in the same exact offense, you know, a couple of years back, got the Vikings to the NFC Championship game. There's there's a lot of things going on with this team that I'm really liking. They're getting a lot of depth. Uh, Carl Joseph uh, from the Oakland Raiders, the safety, we had no safeties. Other than Sheldrick Redwine mm-hmm. heading into free agency, we had no safeties. So I'm very happy that we picked up him. We picked up another one. Sandejo. Uh, yeah, uh, Sandejo, uh, also from the Vikings. There's just so much good stuff going on right now. I'm I'm back in. As a Browns fan, I am back in. Just like that. Just just, just like snap that. Snap of the fingers. Just I'm like telling that. you right now, if you pick up a left tackle at 10, mm-hmm. it, it, 
I'm a hundred percent back in. I I believe that we're going to be going back to the playoffs. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a little dose of the voice it, of the it, land. And this, I know right now. I'm going to need it. You got <laughs> to give it to me. You got to give it to me because right now I am. I'm like, hey, we got this guy. We got that guy. Like we're shoring up our line. We still have fifty three million dollars. We still lead the league in cap in cap room. It, which is unbelievable that we just paid off, you know, all these different guys. We, we are doing a lot of one-year deals, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like for for Carl Joseph, it, like prove-it deals. Uh, but we locked up the three main people that I think that we needed. And then once again, if you get me that left tackle, you get me that left tackle at 10, I'm back in, Browns. I will be oh, whoa. I, whoa, I will be 110% back in if you get me that left tackle at 10. I think you're already 110%. You're going to break the microphones over here. I'm on my like second bang today. I am like jittery. It's a, all right. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> it is on. Much. It it's, is so good because so good. Just behind the curtain type stuff. The lips. We're you know <laughs> the time we're recording. You shouldn't be on like shouldn't be drinking that many bangs, that many energy drinks within that Come short on. amount of time. Come on. Come on. People drink coffee all the time. There's no difference. There's they, a, I mean, there's there's no difference in terms of like not putting great things in your body, but it's a different kind of <laughs> not so great true. stuff that, that you're putting in your body. Fair enough. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. So a little do, a little dose of the Voice of the Land reality check for you, Paulus, and anybody else out there that has gone all the way back in from being so withdrawn from this team and all the way back in. I'm not saying I'm not a Browns fan or like heavily invested and 100% into being a Browns fan, but in terms of just being like being able to blindly trust this team and like all all excited, oh my gosh, we're winning the offseason again, guys. This is so great. We can get our t shirts together and we can just win. Get those AFC championship t shirts ready. Yeah, those AFC offseason championships. Oh my goodness, we're going to go to the offseason Super Bowl. And if we get one more great player on this team, wow, we can really host that. We can hoist that proverbial, that invisible Vince Lombardi (laughs) trophy that he was just so great at coaching the offseason. No. The reason why it's named after Vince Lombardi is because of on-field success during the season. Great pickups by the team. and I and Fantastic I, pickups. I was a little concerned the first day just focusing on the offensive side and what are you going to do on defense. Right. Now, the reality is with the contracts, the one-year contracts, that's bringing quality players in to start on this team or add depth to this team so that you can also look to the future. So when you have to, and of course, as Paulus takes his takes another drink of his bang there, I'm not going to let you get away with that. I'm not going to lie. This rainbow unicorn, Yeah, we were talking about sponsorships last week. Mm-hmm. No, right here. Oh my, oh, my God. It's so good. You Once with, it touches the lips. You with that bang right now and that Baker Mania headband is just a sight to behold. So anybody that's, that's getting to watch this on YouTube, you're getting a treat. And if you're not, Absolutely. go subscribe right now because this is this is a, a treat to watch. It's a, Absolutely. One heck of a scene. But back to the Browns. I get the one-year contracts trying to bring quality guys in, kind of a show-me type contract for some of these guys, but also... Yeah. Save that money so that they're not locked up and you have money available when you need to sign Miles Garrett. When you need to sign Baker Mayfield, if he proves it, kind of gets back to proving that he is the yeah. guy this year. But you're putting a Band-Aid on an issue on the defensive side. So you're you're focusing, you're putting a lot of credibility or guys that are going to be here for a while on the offensive side 
what are we doing on defense? Are you gonna are you focusing on young on younger players in the draft? Or what is that exact plan with Joe Woods, the defensive coordinator now? What are those thoughts there? And I mean, I know that you have you want to kind of jump in here. Right. It, well, I think that that is the plan. Is yeah. that they that they're gonna go heavy and they're gonna get that left tackle at ten mm-hmm. and then they're gonna go heavy on defense, which is probably the right thing to do because you want to stock up on the really young guys uh you know defensively you know get them adjusted to your game plan and then kind of go from there i love the way that they're doing this because they are setting themselves up you know for a great future as well because not only did you lock up you know mainstays Mm -hmm. you know once again hooper is a fantastic get he's going to be streaming right down the field you just look in the seam route baker right there great 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 end zone target along with Najoku because they are planning on keeping two tight ends uh, for that then you have Jack Conklin once again the the right tackle which is a fantastic spot that you need to have you also need that left tackle so you sure up that you then sure up your entire offensive line and that's what we're looking for who won the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs how'd they win it I mean they won it with offense they won it with offense now I'm not saying Baker is Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying right. that. But look at the look at the people that he has on that team, Patrick has, and then compare it to who to what we have here at the Browns. I mean, we, we can go right down the list. Who would you rather have? You know, I mean, would you rather have Odell? Would you rather have Jarvis? Would you rather have you know and compare mm. it to them? I like our targets more than I like Kansas City's. Now it's Patrick Mahomes that tips the scale. Yes. You know, obviously. I know I'm wearing the Baker Mania headband. Yes. You know, I, I know yeah. that. He has everything to prove to me because I believe that this is a make or break it year for Baker. And, and the Browns are sending that message to him. It, it absolutely. And that's what I wanted. I wanted the Browns to set Baker up as best as they can and then just say, Baker, this is on you. If you do great, we're gonna do great. We're gonna win. We're gonna go to the playoffs. Mm. We'll see what happens then. But if Baker, if you struggle like you did and you throw another 20 interceptions, we're going to have some issues. And, and 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 we'll find your replacement. Case Keenum might be that stopgap band-aid because we signed him to a three-year deal. Three-year, I believe, $18 million deal, yeah. which is cheap for mm-hmm. a backup quarterback nowadays. Uh, and it's fantastic get because he, once again, knows the offense. Right. And he's going to push Baker, and that's what Baker needs. Baker has always had that guy behind him to push him. Whenever he was at Texas Tech, who'd he have? Patrick Mahomes. Whenever he was at Oklahoma, who'd he have? Kyler Murray. Now he gets into the league and he has Drew Stanton and he has Garrett Gilbert. Come on. Like he needs somebody to push him to get him in the right direction. I think that this is setting up for Baker to have an amazingly great year. But once again, he has to prove it. And and he's been staying out of the spotlight for for a while now. Right. Which is something that you and I both have talked about and we love. Yeah, the only thing we've seen is him and his wife have have donated fifty thousand dollars to the great, Cleveland great job, Bank. By the way. And a yeah. lot of athletes around here. I know Larry Nance Jr. has donated to the Akron and Cleveland Food Bank. Larry Ogunjobi actually donated a hundred thousand meals. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Right, and Baker and his wife. It was it was fifty thousand, and then they're going to match every donation as well. So it's fifty thousand plus every other donation that Fantastic. people send into the Cleveland Food Bank. So a lot of athletes, local athletes, doing a lot of even our Across the country, athletes in each area doing a lot of good things for those in need, kind of putting that money, you know, because we're in a time right now where we're talking about NFL free agency and how much money these guys are getting. Hooper getting the 
44 million dollars and there's people that are not not able to work right now and yeah. and they're able to you're looking at one i know <laughs> i know and yeah. still able to kind of get money in a certain way but we're you know we're kind of using people getting paid handsomely yeah. as a distraction to a situation where people are are sick people are not able to work people are at at home a lot and so it's kind of a you know like should it's the NFL, weird it's it's weird should the Super nfl weird. have done it should they have backed it up but you know at this time it's kind of something that we do need to to look at and kind of have that distraction however if we're going to look at it as as sports fans and as sports media members the browns still have to show and they're showing baker this is your team we are giving you the tools we are giving you elements of the chip you're already having the national media local media yeah. downplaying everything that you built in season one and how bad you played in season two the chip is there we've now given you all the tools we've given you a backup quarterback that has been a quality nfl starter and knows this offense and can be a good stopgap here mm-hmm. who is going to help you but is also going to push you so you have all the elements you've ever had when you were in college when you were in that walk on you had you have the chip you have the athletes you have the you have the skill group guys you you were building an offensive line still putting that together now it's your time to go out and do it but this team also needs to go out and show that they can do it before i'm like over the moon I know. excited I know. and that that's the reality is i see all these people that and I, I'm, I love how people can kind of break down each player. They they put in, they're putting film on, on Twitter, on Instagram, and breaking down how these guys are going to fit into this scheme based on what Kevin Stefanski has done in the past. Love seeing all that, but getting overly wrapped up into it, like oh my gosh, I love these moves. The Browns are now like setting up, and they're again they're off season champions. Let's get our let's get our t shirts. Let's get our you know our right. you know our quarantined parades going on within our, each of our own homes but we can't do that we still have to you know Andrew Barry is doing his job what he's he what he's out to do he is doing his job again band-aid on defense what that's going to look like there's still a lot of question marks there uh, and we and still have the draft we still have the draft right. and in free agency we we are saying that i mean we're six days into it right you know it, it's not like we've gone the entire free agency and we've locked up carl joseph and uh you know goodson from mm-hmm. from the packers it's, it's not like those are the only options that we've had or that we've done there's still a lot of people out there but i'm not expecting to go after like jadavion Clowney, who wants 20 million dollars right which is Everson Griffith, oh, though, it's a lot of money, and he's a, he's an older player. He, right, he is an older player. I mean, great, fantastic player, and we, we very well could get him. Yeah, and um, who knows what they're doing with Olivier Vernon right now on the other side? True. I mean, there's there's still question marks on if they're going to release him or right. they're going to keep him on now, for another you, year. If you get rid of Olivier Vernon, I fully expect you to go and get yes. an Everson Griffith. I 100% I expect you to go and make that move. But if you want to hold on to Olivier, I'm I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, Browns. Mm, no. But I'm telling you right now like if you get rid of someone of that sort of talent, it, because he is that talent. He hasn't proved it to us as Browns fans as of yet. Mm. I mean, he was in and out of the lineup consistently right. last year and I mean, he had a couple of good games, you know, you know, going up against, you know, with Miles on the other side, but as soon as Miles is out, he he, he was a shadow. He mm. was nowhere. I think that there's a lot of things that the you're absolutely right. They have the band-aid 
idea going on right now, mm. but we can't fully judge this offseason until the draft is over. Right. So people and, getting and kind of o- going going from there. I'm excited because I wasn't expect. I know that Andrew Barry did say that, that that they were planning on being aggressive and going out, mm. and I didn't believe it because it was a Sashi Brown driven. right scout driven with analytics kind of fueling it, not being analytics driven right. with some scout. Uh, NFL type elements added yeah. on there, so it it looks like there is an NFL mentality in the decisions that they're making, and they're also looking at the analytics, the information, the data that is available to them on how these guys can fit into the system of what they're trying to do in this aligned mentality. It's just for me, I'm not going to go over the moon for anything, even if you get an Everson Griffith or. Let's say you were to go big and go for Jadavion Clowney. Mm -hmm. You need someone like that, or if it's going to be Olivier Vernon, who's going to have to be able to show that talent and stay on the field, because you also have have a talent that you're trying to focus on the offensive side. That is Baker Mayfield, giving him all the tools. Your leader on defense, your main guy, is Miles Garrett, Mm who is reinstated, going to be here for this team, and is a mainstay and one of those pass rushers that you need. But you need someone that invokes fear on the other side so that Miles Garrett isn't getting chipped, getting double teamed, getting all of the focus. Because we saw with him when he was the only guy, it was very difficult to get to the quarterback as talented as he is, as strong as he is, because the focus only had to be on him. Last year with only Olivier Vernon and then when Miles Garrett went out, there wasn't much there wasn't much of the ability for the defense to invoke fear. It, well, it's because we didn't have depth. And, yeah. and the people that we are picking up right now, the one-year deals, they are depth yes. sort of players. And and that definitely helps us out. You're absolutely right. The moment Miles went out, mm-hmm. the, the defense changed. And, yeah. and I'm not saying that we were a top 10 defense or we were a middle of the road defense, but then we went all the way to the end. I mean, right. we gave up 100 points in the last three, week, you know, last three weeks. Sheldon Richardson is going to be one of those guys that benefits from this because he had to switch to the defensive end mark, you know, at the end of the year. And he actually ended up, you know, with a couple of sacks, you know, towards the end, which seems great. But, you know, if the defense is giving up 33 points a week, you know, and you get a couple of sacks, great. You know, what, what sort of big deal did you make? I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring in in this draft class because there's a, there's a couple of people out there that, you know, in the later rounds that could benefit us very much i just need to get that once again i need to get that left tackle at 10 lock up that offense because once again the offense is what runs the nfl right now yeah and and that's what i'm concerned with i know that you're worried about a band-aid defense but if you lock up my offense and once again we're predicting and hoping everyone stays healthy yeah we'll kind of see how this all goes from there and that's the thing you're it's not necessarily that i want like some like old school team that's just built on defense and doing just enough on offense right this offense is set up to do big things amazingly huge things but having just a band-aid defense you saw the kansas city chiefs a couple years ago when patrick mahomes was starting to take over what they what they could have been and they had nothing on defense Mm -hmm. they had just enough they had enough quality guys and enough of a quality scheme right. to win that Super Bowl because their offense was so dynamic, was so high-powered with Patrick Mahomes as the leader. Putting a Band-Aid together, that puts a lot more question marks on are you able to do that just enough? And people, you guys, all the Browns fans out there or anybody that's 
analyzing the offseason. I'm talking to you right now. You can call me a negative Nelly if you want. <laughs> I don't I don't care. The reality is you can't go over the moon. I can give all the credit in the world to Andrew Barry, and I will. I am saying that right now. I am giving credit for learning on the job, learning that the analytics cannot be the only thing, learning that you have to be scout-driven, you have to add talent you to this to team be. through free agency, and now do what you can with the limited resources they're going to have, unfortunately, in the scouting process to draft quality guys and continue to add depth to this team. But I'm not going to go over the moon like I have in the past. I'm not making that mistake yep. again until this team as a whole shows that on the field, all of the offseason moves that you make translate into on-field success. There is no, There are no T-shirts that can be worn. There are no championships that can be it's won true. at this time of the year. You can lose championships at this time of the year. 100%. But yeah. you cannot win them. You have to use this fuel and generate it into the season and have on-field success. You don't have to go 16-0 either or in the future 17-0. You don't have to do that, but you better be consistent enough with a defense that was middle of the road that could have been top 10 with Miles Garrett still mm-hmm. out there, with an offense that should have been in the upper echelon of the team of the of the NFL. Those types of things now need to start to show when this season g- kicks off, hopefully in September. Now, you did say that you can't win a championship in the offseason, but you can definitely lose one. Yes. That is the Tom Brady Patriots mold right there. Yeah. Tom Brady leaving the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay, which sounds so weird yeah. whenever you say it out loud. It like I've seen, you know, I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen the pictures. You've I've seen, seen the Photoshop. The, seen the Photoshop, know. Madden, you know, look, you know, lookalikes and stuff. And it looks so damn weird. And I'm yeah. sure it, this is the same sort of feeling that people had whenever Joe uh Joe Namath. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Joe Montana, you know, ended up going to uh, Kansas City mm-hmm. and just see that, you know, see that different style red, you know, uh, with Kansas City from yeah. San Francisco. I guarantee you it's one of those molds where Bill Belichick, he wants to prove that he is the greatest you know, coach of all time. Mm-hmm. I, I think he is no matter what. Right. But he wants to prove that he's smarter than everybody else. That can come back to bite you. If you don't have the proper players in place, and think about that offense without Tom Brady on the field, who do you have? Jared Stidham. I mean, you know, Auburn. I believe an Auburn quarterback, uh, fourth round pickup from last year. You have that guy, and uh, and that's I believe Cody Kessler. You know who we know yeah. <laughs> from from our time here. Those are your two quarterbacks going into a season. The most important position in in sports. Is the quarterback. And if you are an elite quarterback, which Tom Brady is now, yeah, is he 42, 43 years old? And he's a little bit behind, agreed. Right. But in the right system, he's going to be really good. He's going to a Tampa Bay team who has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Ronald Jones, uh, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait. I, I mean, if you beef up that offensive line, which is what we're talking about right now mm-hmm. here in Cleveland, sky's the limit. That young defense down there is really good too. Yeah. So, I mean, you pair him up. They went 7-9 with Jameis throwing 30 interceptions last year. You cut down on that because Tom's going to try and throw it into some windows that aren't there. Yeah. Figure, cut it down to 12 to 14 interceptions next year. 
25 to 27 touchdowns. Jameis had 33 uh, last year. Figure that out. You're looking at a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team. You're looking at a team that can win the South, you know, yeah. the, the NFC South, maybe win the NFC. You know, with, with the right coaching, everything like that. I like Bruce Arians as a coach as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he lets he, if something is is going on down there and, and bad stuff happens, he's the type of guy that just like it rolls off his back. He's like, I don't care. Like I'm focused on next. Rolls week. off the Kangol. That's right. I, I love that look. By the way, he looks great with the Kangol yeah. hat. But yeah, no, he he just lets it roll off. He he you know he's he's Bill Belichick, but funnier. Mm-hmm. You know you know Bill's like oh, we're on to Cincinnati. You have that, yeah. And then he's just like yeah, you know we sucked. You know what do you want me to say? You know hey, is Jameis Winston going to be your quarterback next year? I don't know. Maybe maybe not. He, you know, like he's mm. he's that type of guy. Now that they have Tom Brady down there, they can definitely win the South. I really thought that Todd Gurley, another person that got cut, which was how how surprised were you whenever you heard Todd Gurley got cut? I actually uh, wasn't as surprised as, as other people because it just it seemed like there was just something not right. There just was a disconnect between do Los Angeles that, Rams and him. Do that, you think that that was health based? Because I do. I think it started health based, and there was something. There was some sort of disconnect in how maybe he wanted to have it approached, or what he thought he could be able to play, and doctors telling him not to. There just seemed something starting to disconnect from the time he got hurt and not able to kind of explode with that knee, those knee issues that he had. Yeah. Just something then on the back end from the behind the scenes, and maybe we'll get a story that, that leaks out. Seems like the Browns are the only ones that, you know, when the season ends, it's like, oh, well, this is why this happened. This is why that happened. Oh, well, Baker had this issue with this person. Uh, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Know, the worst prepared coach of all time. We had, yeah, you know, we, we, had, uh, we had like the first 15 plays, and after that, there was no game plan actually to adjust. We never adjusted. And get, like, those types of things, it seems only comes God out about you, the Browns. Freddie Kitchens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> why is he? <laughs> damn you. Like, yeah. I would. Put yeah. so much faith in you, damn you. Yeah, we gotta we gotta move on from that. Yeah. Though. But for Ty Gurley, I mean, maybe there will be something that comes out because to me, they're just it didn't seem just didn't seem right, right. At, towards the end of that at end of that run, and then you started to hear the the rumors I, that he could be cut, and he ends up getting cut, and then going back to. I did like the fact that he took it on social media very well. Yeah, you know, he wasn't like, "Oh my God, I'm so surprised! I, I can't believe this happened." Mm. You know, he uh, quoted Friday. He was like, "Man, I can't believe I got fired on my day off." Yeah, like that was awesome, and, yeah. and, and I'm happy that he saw it that way. He's like, "It's an NFL business. It's, it's what happens." And then literally the next day, he goes to his hometown team, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. I really thought that he should have went to Tampa. And I think a lot of people thought that as well because right. Tampa just seems to be that like super team that's like lying in the weeds right now. Mm-hmm. Now that they got Tom Brady, yeah, guys uh, reaching out that they want to play with Tom Brady, right. try to get over there Edelman. The last couple Edelman years. wants to. Edelman's trying to figure out a way to get down there because yeah. what what are they missing? They're missing a slot receiver. Apparently, Tom wants a B down there. Could you imagine a wide receiver lineup with Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and uh, Mike Evans? Right. That would be the craziest wide receiver lineup of all time. Yeah, and if there was a quarterback that could handle that spreading, situation. Sp- spreading the ball around, Goat. Yeah, that would be Tom Brady and someone that can has the has the credibility and is able to get guys to rally around him. But you're right. In in, in Tampa Bay, if they're going to want to have that 10 and 6, 11 and 5 season, they're going to need a better offensive line because 
Jameis is still athletic. And even though he got sacked 30 times, and maybe he didn't have 20-20 vision because he didn't have that corrected in the offseason. <laughs> right. Yeah. He couldn't see the guys coming at him or where he was throwing the ball. But he's still athletic enough to try to evade. Tom Brady's just going to stand right there he's in that statue, pocket. Right. He's going to three-step drop, five-step drop. Even if it's a seven-step drop, it's going to be within that pocket. If he, th- oh, yeah. if he throws the ball and there's nobody around, it's going to be intentional grounding because he's not he's not running anywhere. <laughs> right. He's he's not he's not trying to take those sacks. He's not trying to do anything like that. He's he's going to throw the ball away. Yeah. Or he's just going to you know like, tuck it. Just yep. Tuck it in and just drop to the ground. Just kind of like give him give his body up and then allow somebody to get that those touch sacks, those pad the stat type <laughs> sacks out there on the on the football field. Right. I mean, it's going to be interesting though with. The uh, New Orleans Saints as well yeah. in the South. I mean, like that's trying to see uh, Emmanuel Sanders just signed there uh, last night, a two-year deal. Yeah, and that's that's another weapon for for Drew Brees. So you got Brees versus Brady now twice a year, and the guys that right now are kind of going. Of course, Brady being the greatest of all time, but. Breeze kind of in that conversation That's for be one so of much the fun to watch those one of the two best. Games. Yeah. yeah, those two games now instead of just like oh like every four years you get that matchup. Mm-hmm. Now you get it like every fourth week. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think they also play the Packers, so you know yeah. him versus Aaron Rodgers as well is going to be a you know great little matchup. You know, obviously him mm-hmm. versus Matt Ryan again. Uh, you know, for a couple of times as well down there. One off season move that is. That put you like like a wow sort of move. What was it for you? I mean, I guess the wow is Brady. Sure. That, I mean, I it was just there was a feeling that he wasn't going to be back in New England. It kind of had that Bernie Kosar and uh, Bill Belichick kind of kind of relationship where you kind of let Kosar go. Yeah. And, or basically cut him and let him this time just letting Brady go and Brady kind of making that decision it was just it was time to go and Belichick now trying to prove well all of this that I've developed mm-hmm. I can still I've got a plan in place where New England's not going anywhere and Buffalo right. you can you can crush as many tables as you want <laughs> and you can you can uh you can have So is this- Jared Stidham the uh Vinny Testaverde? Is is that is that who we're comparing him to now? Apparently, okay. I I just think that I think Bill is maybe maybe a little in over his head right now. Okay, thinking that I, I think in his head right now he's thinking he can New England's still a force to be reckoned with, and he has some sort of plan he's going to try to put in place to have them still be at the top of the AFC East. I don't see it. Yeah, unfortunately, I meant to hear about the Buffalo Bills for right. and all of that going on. Word to the Bills fans before you go crushing tables and really getting into your Bills Mafia stuff. A little reality check for you. Josh Allen, he's quality quarterback, but he's going to need to make a big jump from season two to season three, just like he, Baker's going to have to make a bigger I, jump. Because I was going to say, Baker, Josh Allen made a bigger jump than Baker did, yes. obviously. Right. Hands but, down. Right. But they relied heavily on that defense. Yes. And, yeah, they didn't. You know, Browns beat them and it was a very it was a low scoring game. So the offense wasn't always able to kind of get it going. Those intermediate throws. You mm-hmm. have Stefan Diggs now. I think maybe a trade that was very surprising to me. I knew he wasn't going to be there, but where he went, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs from the Vikings to Buffalo. To the Bills. 
they're also setting up Josh Allen, their quarterback, right. and sending a message to him like, yes, you made a big jump, but you're going to need to make a bigger jump if you're going to compete in this style of NFL where you got Patrick Mahomes out there and we have the defense that is much stronger sure. to take to take this division mm-hmm. and possibly take the AFC. I think, and, and I like your Stephon Diggs you know, sort of throw in there, I think Stephon Diggs is going to see that it's much harder to deal with a quarterback that – doesn't have the accuracy that right. that one would want to have throwing them the ball. Right. And and you know going from the number 2 wide receiver to the number 1 wide receiver in Buffalo where the winds swirl like nobody's business, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough go for Stefan. Hopefully everything turns out well for him and you know they win the division. That'd be great. I I, I like Buffalo fans. I think that they are Cleveland East. I mean, right. you know, whenever you know the you know the Browns left, a lot of people became Buffalo Bills fans. I'm okay with that. I'm not. They, it was it was annoying that people were like buying fair. up and wearing Bills gear after. I mean, I'm I need to see on field success from the Browns. Sure, but I'm not. Not putting my uh, gear in the closet. Right. No. I'm still wearing it. No, 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 I'm no, no. Still a I'm, fan, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, on... whenever, whenever the Browns left, like oh, a lot of people yeah. became because okay. they didn't want to be Baltimore fans. Right. I mean, you didn't want to transfer to that crap city, right. so you want to go and okay. be. You know, I understand what you're saying. I'm, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not saying like whenever you know anything like that. Uh, but yeah, the Stefan Diggs trade, the biggest trade though. Obviously, was Hop DeAndre almost, Hopkins uh, going to forgot about that yeah, right it, because it happened on. so early yeah on, on in the process Hop going to Arizona oh, because of a dispute with uh, with Bill O'Brien the coach did you hear did you heard what he said to him in a meeting right right but you also heard that Hop uh, downplayed that and said that he's still respects Bill O'Brien and didn't see that as an as an issue in that conversation. Right. And and once again we're we're talking about the conversation that he had whenever Bill O'Brien said the last time that I had to have a conversation like this was with Aaron Hernandez, which is oh yeah. my god, I can't believe you just said that Bill O'Brien. Right. Um downplaying it everything like that. The fact that you only got like a second round pick in David Johnson, yeah. I mean a banged up David Johnson for for Hop who's probably a top 3, you know, top 5 for sure, top 3 right there. You're not getting that deal in fantasy. You, you're, you're giving up a lot of fantasy for Hop. You, are, you it is unbelievable. And the the fact that Stefan Diggs got more. They they got a first round pick for Stefan yep. Diggs, which you would think that you'd have to give up at least two for Hopkins, yeah. or at least a one and like maybe a two or a three. I mean, you'd have to get a lot for him. I mean, yeah. we basically got Odell for the 17th pick is right. what we're looking at. Kind of figured that's what Hop should have gone for, if not more. Probably more because he's honestly the better player. If, if we're just going to be straight up honest, right. Hop is a better player than Odell. You would think that you'd get more. Bill O'Brien is the worst GM of all time. He if I was Deshaun Watson, I would walk into that room and just be like, dude, you gotta trade me. Like, yeah. I refuse to play with you because you are gonna get me killed. It, you you just lost your safety net. You got David Johnson now. <laughs> like it, it, nothing. You know, that offensive line is still trash. Yeah. I mean you got what Will Fuller is 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 your number one wide receiver. He can barely stay on the field. Yeah. He's uh, always injured. 
if I'm Deshaun Watson, I am requesting a trade immediately. And then wherever you go would be better, other than maybe like Washington. But anywhere else yeah. is, is a better option for you. He's, he's going to be running all over the place. He's going to be getting He's going to be killed. He's going to get crushed out there, and you're not going to get to see the Deshaun Watson that is so They're just dynamic. trading away picks. Like, like it's nothing. Bill, it's just like, whatever, I don't care. Bill O'Brien is trying to be too much like Bill Belichick oh, absolutely. from that tree without any of the intellect. Yep. It is like the— <laughs> Without any he, of the intellect, he's, yeah. He's way in, way over his head way over like his Belichick head. is, but at least Belichick has the intellect to bring it back down and what actually— What has Bill O'Brien ever done other right. than get to the wild card So games. why is he in over his head? Nobody knows. There's no There's nothing there's, up there. There's I don't know. There's nothing up there, yeah. I, I, I just don't understand what they're doing with that, and— you know, just wrapping this up with even like the Stefan Diggs thing. I think Josh Allen, I, I don't want to like crush the guy or anything. Right. I didn't really necessarily want him here because of just being able to throw the deep ball and not, you see, you saw even his own personal workout where those intermediate throws just, just weren't there. Made a big step from season one to season two. He's going to have to make an even bigger step, though, because of how far he had to come to be a full-on NFL quarterback. He's going to have to make a bigger step now with all the tools there in Buffalo as well. He's going to have to make a bigger step. I think he's capable. Sure. He's definitely capable of doing that. Well, the Patriots dynasty is over. So, like, right. it's wide so it's open in that division. Is there for the taking. Josh Allen takes that bigger step. Or else you're going to see Stefan Diggs taking those those deeper out routes or intermediate out routes that you saw with the Minnesota Miracle, and instead of being able to catch it, turn up field and score it's some miraculous touchdown, out of bounds. it's going to be <laughs> once again in that swirling wind out there. Yeah. Where? Josh, I'm, I'm over here, buddy. I'm over here. 15 yards out, yeah. you know, and the uh, wide receivers coach catches it. Yeah. That's not what you want. No. That's not what you want. Definitely not what you want there. So there's a lot still to go on with the NFL. I mean, you're only six days in. There's still some big names out there. So we'll kind of keep keep our eye on what's going on with that. Browns, what they're – maybe they'll add another piece or two, maybe mm-hmm. some one-year deals just to kind of add some depth. Of course, we will keep our eyes on that. We will keep you in tuned all week long. You know, everything that's been going on with all the craziness going on in the world as well. I know that we, you know, have been doing some videos in the past. We're going to try to get back to that this week. You know, it's, we're trying to, we're all trying to figure things out right now in, in the world. So we're going to kind of try to help people have those moments of distraction throughout the week. So we'll get back to our video, like posting more videos from YouTube, as well as kind of Paul is giving you the update during the week. Following up myself, kind of giving a preview or any sort of poll that we can for an interactive type Friday leading into our sessions on Saturdays and those that are listening at 4 p.m. on CuyahogaValleyRadio.com or if you're listening to the podcast anywhere else on YouTube, we'll get all that going for you during the week. Something else that's kind of been distracting out there on social media sports-wise because we don't have March Madness. And today would have been, you know, round round three. I think you would consider yeah. it would start around three. Uh, round two, I believe. Or well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Because you got like the right. first four, zero or whatever. Yeah, yeah, those first four, and then you have then they considered the full like round of sixty four, the second round now, and that's kind of how all that all that works. There's other brackets out there, and I know that you were big into the one with the Sports Center anchors. Yeah. Um, there's ones with fast food. Uh, we'll pull a couple of these up, kind of just have some quick conversations on this. I know that uh, my girlfriend Janet and I, we did the fast food one. Okay. And we did uh, we did the Disney movies. 
and we just recently, because she's caught up on all the, for the most part, almost all of The Office. She's like middle middle of the way through season eight, which is that first season without Michael Scott. Right, Robert California. Yeah, yeah. Robert California. So she's like seeing the same thing that all other Office fans are. Right. There's like moments of funny. But it's not the same right. without Michael Scott. So hit or miss. She right. keeps asking. She's like, "Does Michael Scott come back? Does Michael Scott come back?" <laughs> it's like, just watch the show. Just, yeah, give give it a watch. Just yeah. get through the show. I know that I know season eight and even season nine. You'll have your rough spots. You don't want to keep season watching. Season nine, it's it's rough. Season nine, but yeah, it it's it's a good it's a good a great finale. Yes, that's that's how we'll do that. Yes, definitely a great finale there. So we we at least went through that because she knew enough of the those episodes, and I was like, some of the season eight, season nine ones that they picked besides mm-hmm. the, the finale. Yeah, they, they really don't compare to some of the other seasons. Nothing. So it's yeah. like an easy pick to kind of go with anything season season two to season seven. Yeah, season one is like nothing. Season one, six episodes. I mean, yeah. it, it's still, I mean, hilarious. I mean, you right. got Diversity Day. You got a couple other ones in there. Uh, you know, obviously, the pilot's but, a great one. I, I mean, but season two is really where... It's, it's where everyone starts off, basically. So if anybody out there hasn't watched The Office and you've always kind of thought about it... If you haven't watched you, The Office, what are you doing with right, your life, first right, off? Yeah. Let, let, let's be honest there. Like <laughs> My what, wife started watching it again. And oh, she's, like, yeah, oh my, yeah, oh, she's I, like, oh my God, I can't Right. I forgot how cringeworthy Michael Scott is. Some, some of them. The yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. In today's day and age, it's oh. a little cringeworthy, but it's still oh, really so funny. Good. But if you're starting it for the first time, just get through the first six episodes. Once you get to season two, like the, you're locked the in. First, yeah, you're fully locked in. Now, which one did you pull up? The, there one, the one that I got pulled up. And now I, I only have like the top eight seeds and stuff mm-hmm. like that pulled up. But I have the uh, Sports Center. Uh, okay. Greatest Sports Center anchors of all time. Okay. This is from Barrett Media. Mm. Uh, you can go on Twitter. I'm sure Facebook has it as well. Uh, it is a phenomenal list. I have actually my Elite Eight, Final Four, and then who I have winning. Mm. Uh, Elite Eight, I have Dan Patrick versus Kenny Main. Okay. Great, yeah. great anchors right there. Um, uh, in the same bottom bracket, I have John Anderson. Now, that's the Keith Olbermann bracket, which Keith is you know the number one in that region but i think john anderson is just he was he's been there forever yeah he's fantastic i love john anderson chris berman is the yeah. number two you gotta have berm you know you yeah gotta, gotta absolutely have him other side of the bracket you got uh, scott van pelt which obviously does the uh, the tonight of it uh, yeah. and linda cone you know who's been there doing it yeah. forever great phenomenal uh uh anchor as well and then obviously the late great Stuart scott yeah and uh, rich eisen is the number two in that region which right Eisen. I mean, come on. He's awesome. Uh, Final four, I have Patrick versus Berman. Okay. You know, and uh, I have SVP versus Stuart Scott. And then I have Dan Patrick and Stuart Scott in the final. Stuart Mm. winning it all. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. That's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I, he's he's fantastic. I mean, he's the greatest mm. anchor of all time. He, whenever he passed away, and it's been like five years now. Whenever he passed away, like a part of me died as well, because he was just such a great person and anchor. I mean, everything that he touched was gold. And uh, it, whenever he passed away from cancer, uh, yeah, I think a little bit of of everybody you know felt that as well. I haven't had a chance to go through that one yet, um, so I'm definitely going to be doing that here just to kind of get sure. a little bit of the the bracket itch out. Right, yeah. You, you have to right now, yeah. Um, I know that one that I did uh, was the Ultimate Fast Food and Fast Casual 
restaurant bracket. Um, you have the the was the the Mac uh, McDonald region. You okay. got No Sundays region. I don't want to go with that first the full name of that first region because it's a little, you know okay yeah a little, we'll... little much. Uh, Bag Fries region and Dave Thomas region. Okay. Um, a couple of the ones that I found on here, and I think my ultimate champion was actually a 14 seed on here. Really? Yes. Who's the 14? It's uh, in the bag fries region. It was Slotsky's Deli. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a Slotsky's? I don't think so. I don't. They're not really around anymore. Peter, do you know of Slotsky's? I've been to one like decade or more yeah. ago. Yeah, there used to be one in. Well, there used to be one in Willoughby. Yeah, where now it's a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was that's your number one. Yeah, that, that's your winner. Yes, wow. because growing up, Slotsky's was the place wow. to go. Like my family would go there all the time. Okay, like, and it, it's I'm probably the only one that will even. Like fully remember Slotsky's. What a or Cinderella even, story right, right there! A yeah. fourteen seed winning it all. Yeah, I mean, I just I had to have some fun with Who'd it. Who they face in the first round? Um, let's see here. The three seed there, Popeyes. Oh my God! I had the Popeyes chicken sandwich for the first time. Did you? The other How day. Was it? Amazing. Is it literally melts in your mouth? Doesn't? I, I I couldn't believe it. I'm driving up and I see the Popeyes billboard and mm. I was like, you know what? If I see a Popeyes, you know, anytime soon, I'm gonna stop in and get it. Literally pulled up and then it's like sitting right there at the corner. I go, meant to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just rolled in. It, just fantastic. That chicken sandwich literally melts in your mouth. It's perfect. Yeah, and I'm a big chicken guy. It was just Slotsky's just holds like a special place in my heart. So mm-hmm. like that one uh had to come out of there. I mean, you have of course some number one seeds that they picked here were Wendy's, Five Guys, McDonald's, and Chick-fil-A. Those were the four okay. one seeds in there. Um, I mean, this this would be fun to kind of just go through, just looking out there. I mean, the Disney movies, we went through that one as well. However, we want to watch all 64 movies and then go back through it again. Sure. So we did it based on what we remember from the movies, then going back through. And I know that you picked Lion King because that was the number one seed. I I actually did it two ways. I did it with Lion King and uh, kind of without Lion King. And with Lion King, you, it was like Toy Story versus Lion King. Yeah. I'm a big Pixar guy, though. Okay. So I love Toy Story. Yeah. I mean, so. Fantastic so, movie. So, I, I, th- those are my top two seeds. Yeah. Toy Story, Lion King. So I, mean, I went Toy Story. Can't go wrong with either. I went I mean, Toy really Story and Lion King. What I thought was unfair was a Goofy movie being a five seed in that same region with Lion King because. For me, Goofy I, movie is like an underrated. It is an underrated movie, but it doesn't under, it doesn't compare to, no. to Lion King. So like I just did it get screwed? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah I did. so I took I put like Lion King like out just oh. so that I could kind of give a little <laughs> bit of a goofy fairness movie up. to the Goofy yeah. movie, just like a, as like a fun second wave of of doing the sure. bracket. It was still I think it ended up being Goofy movie versus. Toy Story. Yeah. I just went goofy movie because, because, fair I, enough. Powerline, man. I mean, come oh, on. Great. Yeah. No, fantastic movie. I love goofy yeah. movie. Now, I mean, I know you've been spending some time, uh, Making some making some cake and oh, so so okay so we're we're gonna wrap this up right here yeah. real quick okay so I'm getting a lot of crap from <laughs> from a lot of people that don't know what good 
It, what, what I'm actually not going to give you like. as much crap as you think. Uh, you, I, you're not. No, I just I had to, I, really? I did it last night. Okay, here we'll, we go. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Real quick. So a lot of people are giving me crap because my wife ended up baking a cake last night, and just mm. for for because she loves me, so she made a cake, which was awesome. Uh, you know, she she makes the cake, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna need some milk, and she like looks at me like, what? What? Why? Why do you need? I, was, I put the cake. Into a bowl. Was this the first time she'd seen you do this? She she forgets every time <laughs> okay. that I do it. She okay. forgets. Now it's not like if, if I'm going to repress memory is what right. it is. <laughs> right, right. If, if I go to a kid's birthday party or something uh-huh. and they only have cake and you know like okay yeah I'm not I'll eat cake however cake is made I don't care I will yeah. eat cake no matter what. Um, but if, if I'm at my own house and I have mm-hmm. my own cake I'm I throw it in a bowl okay mm-hmm. put a little piece of cake in the bowl put a little bit of milk okay, okay. just. Like that. Yeah. Stir it all up, mix it all up. It looks bad. It, it looks nasty. It, it I will did. give you yeah. that. It, it did. It looks nasty. It looks Especially like. Especially with the full piece, her full piece right. next to your bowl. Yeah, which is <laughs> disgusting. It, it looks nasty. I will give you that. It, you know, I get it. But that mush tastes so good. It is ridiculously good, people. Don't give me crap if you haven't tried it. And everybody that was like, oh, you know, it's what? So you mix like your ice cream with Mm. your cake? Absolutely. What's the difference? One is 32 degrees and one is is chilled. I I don't understand what the difference is. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Mix it all up and just eat it and it's perfect. I mean, I used to with ice cream. Stop messing with me, people. (laughs) When I can actually eat dairy, which I can't anymore. True. I'm trying to find like the vegan type ice creams and stuff to try Mm -hmm. to have some more fun during the summer. But right. when I used to eat ice cream, like I used to like melt it down, like swirl around, melt so, so you could drink it almost like your own Thank milkshake. You. But also, the reason I'm not going to give you as much crap is because when I was a kid, instead of cereal, when we used to have graham crackers in the house, we used to have the honey, mm-hmm. the cinnamon, Ooh, yeah. and the chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I'd break them up and I'd make that into my cereal and kind of pour milk over them. And let it, it would end up being it's mush like, like, like golden grams. In. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. Like just <laughs> like right. mush up and like eat Thank that. You. And it looked disgusting in the bowl. But, but it, it tastes so good. It tastes good. so good. So Thank I can you. I can see it. Thank you. It's a little weird. Yeah. I, I will I, give you that. I, I, I kept saying weird. to everyone, I but know I, my, I, I know I'm in the uh, in the minority. Yeah, I know you, that. The, here's the thing is you probably aren't as much as you think. I mean, because me eating ice cream when I was a kid, especially, you know, the hot yeah. ice cream. Yeah. I would mix it up so it was like more like a saucer. Yeah. Yeah. And if we had cake with the ice cream, you know, yeah, when, you it, put it together, uh, when the ice cream melted into the cake, yeah. it was it's pretty good. So thank you. You know, yeah, Thank I gave you. you I gave you some crap last night on Facebook. I, I mean, I, not, not a lot. I appreciate but. you guys like understanding. People yeah. were coming out after me. <laughs> like people were like, "Oh my god!" Like I hope you can fight. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I understand. You guys don't understand what it's all about. But I'm telling you, give it a shot. One try. Give it a shot. If you like it, great. If you don't, come at me then. But until you try it. Now, yeah, now remember, remember, Voice of the Land, we give we give reality checks on oh, here. Oh, that's so, a reality. That's a dose of reality right so there. So I'll leave you with this. Now you're going to have to think about, are Peter and I just playing up, just oh. giving ourselves a reality check and kind of like being more understanding about it? Yeah. Or was last night giving you giving you crap on Facebook, was that being played up or was that real? Which one is real? That's, See, now, now mm, my mind's all messed up. Yeah. Now, now I'm oh. going. It's like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Where's the top? 
Where's the dot? <laughs> I need. I think uh, messing with Paulus's mind is a good way <laughs> to end this podcast episode this week. We appreciate and thank everybody that does tune in. For those listening on CuyahogaValleyRadio.com, hopefully you enjoy the rest of your Saturday afternoon. Of course, oh, as always, you can always find the podcast, Google, Spotify, Apple, and Voiceland Podcast on YouTube throughout the week. But for Nick Paulus, for Peter Tellup, I'm Kevin Arnold telling all of you sports fans out there and everyone around the world, don't let ever, anyone ever tell you it's just a game. And in this time of crisis, we truly mean we love you all 3,000. We will see you all next week or whenever we can. <laughs>